This is the final day of this little triduum of feasts of All Souls Day. In fact, it began with All Hallows Eve, All Saints Day yesterday, and today it is the commemoration of all the faithful departed. And to help explain the difference between these two days, it is our good friend Miriam Marston joining us today. Good morning, Miriam. Thanks for joining us on The Morning Blend. Hey, good morning, Brenda. It's great to be on with you all. First, Miriam, let me ask you, do you get many trick-or-treaters on Halloween? Oh, you know, this was actually my first year, like, in a house in a neighborhood, because I've been in an apartment living for many years, so I was excited to try it out, but I think I only got one. (gasps) Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of, it was a, was I guess it's a quiet street, and there are more popular neighborhoods, but that's okay. Um, I'll I'll know for next time. There you go. You'll know for next time, and then I'm sure uh, the staff members there at St. Anthony's maybe appreciate the the leftover uh, goodies that you had. Yeah, they're, they came to, they're coming to class this evening. Yep. Oh, perfect. <laughs> well, Miriam, we've been talking and, and learning a little bit over these last few days. Patrick has brought to our knowledge this little mini triduum of celebrations. It started with Halloween, or we call it All Hallows' Eve. Then it's All Saints' Day. And today we finish this triduum with All Souls' Day. So first for our listeners, just explain the difference between All Saints' Day and All Souls Day. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, great question. And you know, I, you know, Brenda, when I when I teach, I normally remind the students, like when I'm doing sacramental prep and that kind of thing, that the church is a whole lot bigger, for instance, than just St. Anthony's and Tigard. Um, <laughs> so this this is a really good moment in our liturgical calendar to reflect on how the church is a whole lot bigger than the people who happen to be walking around on Earth right now. <laughs> So um, we have these three uh, parts, really, of the church. We have the church triumphant, so those in heaven, and so that's what we focus on um, when we honor the faithful who are in heaven on All Saints Day. Uh, we have um, the church militant, that's us, uh, those uh, living on earth, uh, those members uh, living on earth, and then the church suffering, so those in purgatory, and that's what uh, we uh, reflect on today when we remember and pray for the faithful departed. So we're we're praying for those who um, have um, who are being purified before entering heaven. Um, so that is what we're doing today, Miriam. So for All Souls Day, I think that I, I always just kind of grew up that when I died, well, I'd get my wings and go to heaven. Of course, I know I won't be an angel, but we do tend to just assume. That by being Catholic, we're just going to be going to heaven. But there and there are those that I I don't know if they do or not, but there is a time of purification in purgatory. What what do we know about what happens during this uh, kind of realm of time? Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. That's a great question, Brenda. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of, um, there can be a lot of speculation around this and different um, uh, theologians, and there's been private revelation around what happens in purgatory. But um, even with the, the variety there, we do know this, Brenda, that um, there, uh, you know, anything that isn't ready to be in the, like, the perfect presence of God and the beatific vision, all of that needs to be burned away in the sense that all the stuff that um, is just kind of sticking to us that that really has no place in heaven, well, that has to go. You know, one of my um, favorite books, and it's one I like to revisit precisely at this time of year, uh, it's called The Great Divorce by C.S. Lewis. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah, great book. 
And in that book, Lewis talks about the fact that not the least bit of hell can make it into heaven. You know, I often use the analogy of like trying to get through like, um, like the, the detector at the airport where like you have to remove every little bit of like, you know, metal or something because it gets detected and you have to put it through the, the thing so you, you can't walk through um, the, the metal detector with it. Um, and it's kind of like that in the sense that there can't be the slightest bit um, that can kind of, you can't kind of sneak extra luggage in, so to speak, into heaven. Um, so, you know, if there's a resentment or, um, or unforgiveness or anger, that is still kind of clinging to our soul that's there residing in our heart, that that needs to be purified. Um, because it's, I mean, heaven is meant for just perfect bliss, eternal happiness, joy. Um, and, and anything that doesn't belong there, well, that needs to be, again, purified. And so this is why it is very important. It's a beautiful responsibility of, of Christians to be able to pray uh, for the dead, who... who cannot pray for themselves in that sense. And so we need to pray for them um, so that they can more quickly be just ushered through the gates of heaven to enjoy the joys of heaven for eternity. Miriam Marston joining us today to help us just really dive in a little bit deeper on this commemoration of the faithful departed. We call it All Souls Day. Well, let's talk a little bit about why we pray for that. You just mentioned, uh, Miriam, that we pray for the soul's in purgatory because they can't pray for themselves. Uh, and we do that, and especially during this whole month of November. Yeah. Why Why is it that we have to pray for them because they can't pray for themselves? Right. Well, so, I mean, things are strange. Like, there's there's a definitive end to to that person's life. And so um, they're that they're, they're really kind of leaning on the prayers of the rest of, of the Church, as I mentioned at the beginning, where we have these different parts of the Church. Um, they're really leaning, for instance, on the Church militant, those of us, um, because they're, that's it. They're, they've uh, had that personal judgment with Jesus, like they're, there's a definitiveness there. Um, so this is one of the reasons also why the Church invites us to um, receive indulgences as well um, in this month and on All Souls Day, because this is an opportunity for us to precisely obtain plenary indulgences for the holy souls. Um, so there can be um, acts uh, of mercy, uh, of service done. We can visit a church. We can pray for um, the souls in purgatory uh, by saying perhaps a creed and Our Father, um, we can go to confession um, during the season, receiving the Eucharist, uh, preferably on this day. Um, so there's lots of ways that we can, again, as a <clears throat> as a as a communion here on earth, to pray for those who who need our prayers and who are awaiting the beatific vision. Oh, perfect. And always remember a great time to pray is when you pray that rosary and pray for all of those maybe who don't have someone to pray for them, the forgotten souls in purgatory. Miriam, great interview. Thank you so much for helping us understand just a little bit more the Feast of All Souls Day. Oh, it's wonderful to be on with you. Have a blessed day. You too. God bless you.